and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end effect because I needed an excuse to try beer. And since Barroom Atheist isn't open anymore, you know what? Fine, we'll just open up our own damn place with blackjack and I was going to say euchre, but I don't remember how to play euchre anymore. <laughs> Whatever. But no, but no hookers and blow, right? Well, no, because, I mean, nobody wants their hearts to explode. Are you kidding me? What, are you new? <laughs> Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can pretty much follow me anywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Good to be back with you. Uh, you might notice if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, yes, we do record directly on YouTube and you can join us to see how things are going. The lineup is unusual this week. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, hi. Hey. So, uh, am I allowed to get away with asking if you're wet tonight? <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, I was earlier, but decided that I would dry off and stop you know, complaining about it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a weather-related question, people. Cut it out. <laughs> Screw y'all. From just a little bit off to the right, geographically speaking, Ohio boy. Joey, welcome back. If there you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have you back, man. I'm sort of around. Yes. Yes, very much so. And uh, let's see if he made it back as yet. Unrenowned Tech, did you make it back as yet, sir? He did not. He had to step That's away. No, that's what that is. <laughs> he had to step away from the desk uh, to uh, handle a couple of things on his side, but he'll be back momentarily. So, yeah, we got part of the part of the group back together again. Uh, Joseph is, of course, very likely, you know, asleep. Again, it's oh dark stupid in the morning over there in Paris. Can we really blame him? No, no, we can't. And uh Dallin, I think, is uh probably trying to outrun forest fires out his neck I I, I don't know. But he's you know, with with the way that things run. It's all right, man. He he shows when he shows, as always, with everybody. So as I mentioned, thank you all for being with us. If you are live over on YouTube, of course. Live chat is up and running over there. Stephanie, good morning. Hope that you're doing well and taking good care of yourself. Uh, so, you know, I, I might as well check in because we didn't exactly, we didn't exactly ask off the air, which is probably good that way. You know, a little, little medical check in for us all, you know, mental health check in. How are we all doing right now? I'm, I'm, I've been battling a little bit with my kid's computer, trying to put in a new hard drive. I got to play around with that just a little bit. But I didn't accidentally format a drive I shouldn't have, so kudos to me. So anyway, uh, Joe, I know it's been, you know, it's been a while. We we got the opportunity of talking last night for a little bit, but uh, as a real quick check-in, how you holding together? At least mentally, anyway. The rest of you, I know. We can we can 3D print parts of you at this point. 
I mean, I would, I would comment more strongly on my mental status, if not for the fact that my brain is currently baking. Yeah, well, there, there is that. Because I don't know how the hell this works, but uh, the last two days, fairly cool here. And so I turned the AC off. And it was just fine. Up until about two hours ago, when it suddenly started to heat spike in my apartment. <sighs> Outside is fine. Outside is fine. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe we need to buy you a box fan to put in a window. Maybe that'd help. Well, putting it in a window with the AC on is rather counterproductive, but... But when you don't have the AC on... I mean, I have a box fan. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was running when I had the AC off. It was still got a bit too sweaty. But you're saying it's okay. You know what? We'll, we'll, mm. I'm saying that's how hot it got in my apartment, and I still don't understand why. It's not like I have my stove running or anything. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You don't want you. You don't want me to go ahead and start speculating because I'll, I'll start come up with really, really, um, not fun items. We'll just leave it at that. Bridget, hi. How are you holding together? Again, you know, mental health check in. Because we didn't do that before we got started. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, just to let everybody know, I'm starting a new position in a couple of weeks where people, well, I don't have to worry about whether people are wearing masks or not, because I'll be at home. Yes! That's great. So the only thing you're going to have to... that way. Yeah, well, I, don't... I love it. I'm a hermit. And the only thing that you're going to have to deal with is cat scratch fever. <laughs> I don't do Ted Nugent. No, thanks. Most of us don't. Good. <laughs> but it could be worse. We're not going to go down that road right now because I really don't want to be doing that. <laughs> Fine, I'll get away with saying it. Rock and roll part two. There you go. I'm just going to go ahead and just do this and be done with it. And anybody that understands it knows full well why. Anybody that doesn't, don't go looking it up. You really don't want to do that. And now that we've got them, again, as a, uh, again, kind of a mental health check-in tech, welcome back. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm not dead yet. Most of us aren't. <laughs> you see, see, see how I recycle that stuff? Mm-hmm. That works out, that works out really well. And, yes? Nope, go Good morning. ahead. morning. Yes, and Joseph, good morning. It's nice to, I was just saying just a, a little while ago, you know, if, you know, it's oh dark stupid in the morning, so if you don't show up, you know, I'm not upset, but good to, well, good to see so you. it's dark stupid in the morning every time I'm on the show, so. Well, yeah, all the more. Last, 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 just sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just can't, I just can't. Yeah, that which is exactly what I was saying. You know, sometimes, you know, it's just <laughs> sometimes it's just oh, it's five in the morning. Yeah, no, not this week. Just you know, go back to bed. I, I never, never blame you at all for oh, that. We're, we're glad you're here. Last last week's show was rather interesting, um, eventful. Why? Yeah, it was. It was. It was huge in and I and about twelve thirty local my time. Discord just decided, hey, let's screw with your audio. And I was not able to fix it. 
until after we stopped streaming. And then magically, it started working again. Because the great god Murphy is a... Because he's um, a dick. Okay, yeah. We'll, 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 okay, you can you can say that. You're telling me that like three quarters of the show was like, hello, Bridget. No, hello, no, 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 three, no. Three quarters of the show, we were we were good, and then we we got to about the that point, and then all of a sudden it's just like, uh, are you talking to me at all? Tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it. Boop. There's there's messages. Oh shit. All right, whatever. It's okay though. It's okay. I talked for a little bit until we figured out that you know it's just not happening, and said, you know what. <laughs> Dallin's just going to look at the output file and he's going to be like, well, that one's short. What the hell? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what, what happens with all that. Uh, maybe he, maybe he'll add something in, in post. It's possible. I'm not going to say one way or the other, but we'll see from there. So. <laughs> so we have, uh, we have two beers left in the, uh, in the choice barrel. The first is the uh, Hofbrau original, Hofbrau Munchen, Munchen. So you know, again, I I was picking stuff because I thought the label was pretty, not because of anything else, as proved by uh, last week's choice of the uh, uh, the pineapple tangerine IPA milkshake. Um, yeah. That 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 didn't work. That didn't work. There there were several reasons for it, but don't worry, you can look at it. And the odds on favor for this evening, the Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, reminding nope. you, nope. Rem- reminding you that we've had good success with Guinness, bad success with coffees. So I'm very intrigued to try to figure out what's going to happen with this one. I have not had a single nitro cold brew that has tasted good. In fact, the most disgusting one I ever had was by Starbucks. Uh, best of my knowledge, Starbucks does not uh, do alcoholic versions. No, 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 no. I'm talking just about cold brew coffee that's mm-hmm. been infused with nitro. No, I got, I got, I got you. All that, and Starbucks does one of those. Okay. The one by me does anyway, and it was disgusting. I, I actually threw the whole cup out. Okay. Okay. Well, as I said, you know, reminding you that coffees so far and chocolates, beers have not fared well. So, whereas Guinness typically has. So, I'm kind of wondering about that one. But uh, like I said, the other one is the uh, Hofbrau. So, I'm not quite sure which one to go with. Do we have a – well – Obviously, tech is very much in the camp of don't touch the cold brew, which does not translate necessarily as, nope. yeah, no, you no, should. I like you cold should. brew. I'm just not nitrous n- n- cold brew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we do we have uh, any other votes at the moment? Stephanie, you've you've chimed in before, too. You don't 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 think that you're out of this one either. You have anything with uh, jalapenos in it? <laughs> not this time. That one actually turned out to be really, you know, if, if I was, if I was doing a themed dinner and it was, you know, Tex-Mex, I could see that, but otherwise that one really isn't that good. Now we're going to 
if I were going to ruin a perfectly palatable drink or food stuff, I'd just use gunpowder. Note, cordite, not black powder. Black powder won't catch with the juices, and you're just going to make a mess. Cordite okay. gives a nice sear. All right. <laughs> I love Stephanie's comment. They both sound vile, and I'm a beer drinker. There you go. All the more reason why, you know, I, I try it just because. You know, what just, Stephanie said. Yeah. Well, you know, although, remember last week, you know, the, the pineapple tangerine milkshake IPA. Anybody with this listening to the show and is wondering what the frick? Yeah, go go back and uh, go back and and listen to that one. That was uh, interesting. Okay, so uh, we go with the uh, the Hofbrau, I suppose. Is, is this where I say something like, "I drink your milkshake, I drink it up," but not that one? Oh my God, the boys are in the yard. <laughs> I would drink anything but that. <laughs> Give me a plastic bucket. <laughs> I've got, yeah, it's as it's as close as I'm gonna get. All right, so we'll go. With, we go with the Hofbrau. We go with the Hofbrau. Uh, let's see. What does it say on the bottom? Uh, Munich specialty uh, brewed according to the German. Purity law. Okay. There is one. Uh, I'll take you on that one. Madam, would you like to smell the cap? Is that an opening line for a first date? Uh, you know, I, I, I vaguely remember it being a, a, a comedy bit from a somebody going on a, a first date and they were trying to be like real swanky at a total dive restaurant. So, uh Oh, okay. So straight away, uh, the smell is beer. So we'll go with that. Oh yeah. By the way, guys, uh, since the last I had seen you, I actually acquired a proper beer glass. It, uh, I got it from the secondhand store. It's a Sam Adams, but I don't think that Sam is really going to mind too much. My, let's see if I can actually pour correctly this time. Cause last time I ended up with a big fluffy top on it. It was like, oh, the fact that I did, cause I, I, I don't. There was a bar near me when I was living in Virginia that if you bought Sam Adams, you got a Sam Adams glass and they had received a couple cases of these glasses with their initial purchases of, uh, you know, a whole supply of Sam Adams. The problem was, is people were getting sneaky and they were stealing them. Well, that's... So, yeah, of course, you know. So, of course, when they ran out of them, you were getting them in just a regular pint class and people were bitching and moaning. And so, Simon was pup was like, we will start serving Sam Adams back in, in Sam Adams glasses when the thieves return the stolen glasses. Just big want put it right up there on the bar and everything people Ooh. shut up real quick Ooh. this sounds this sounds like the passive aggressive kind of stuff you'd expect to see in you know canada big sign put up on the side of the road that uh there, there was one that i remember seeing big you know a big poster board sign big sharpie that said to the person that stole my gps uh machine 
here are the cables and the uh and and the manual it's not really worth it without them and just left them out there on the side of the road next to the mailbox to just say look <laughs> you got it i mean you might as well get something out of it <laughs> okay well i was expecting did the thief leave a thank you note <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I do know full well that there was one where somebody po- put a big poster board that said to the person that stole my wheelbarrow, please return it. And it was returned because they put out a new sign that said, thank you for returning my wheelbarrow. <laughs> so this is, this is looking pretty nice. This is looking pretty, pretty clear for change. So, uh, looks like it you know, if only it worked out that way more often in an ideal world, right? True. Okay. This is this is beer. Um it no 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 reminding you that, you know, for me a lot of times it really comes down to the the memory I have from being a kid and taking a a swig off of, you know, the, the Budweiser, because, you know, kids in the 70s, you know, hey, you helped me out with uh, building a shed. Go ahead, take a take a, take a a mouthful off of this. What do you think of that? That's great, isn't it, right? No, I don't remember. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not great, but it, it doesn't have that bitter, really, the, the really bad bitter. So, you know, okay. Okay, I don't. I don't know that this is one I would choose, but we'll we'll see how it goes. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So let me go ahead and get uh, things rolling. I'll get the uh, uh, I'll get the opening rolling. We'll get the uh, we'll get the horrible scopes, and we'll actually talk about actual stuff. And fortunately enough, I actually remembered to put the uh, uh, the horrible scopes link into the uh, uh, into the the host chat. So we've got that. So, with five minutes on the clock for you guys, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Hero. I had a moment earlier uh, this week that I, I really love when I end up having a muse kind of pop up in the back of my head and go, you want to you pay attention to this? What I had was a memory for the last few years, not, not the last couple, unfortunately, because reasons, but you might remember that for several years in second life, I've been DJing. I just finished my 12th season, by the way, but for several years now in May, I would do a fundraiser for the Roswell Park Cancer Institute. You know, get uh, get folks uh, together, you know, make donations and, you know, use the in-world money, convert it out to real-world money and, and send that in as a donation for, well, I mean, fuck cancer. But it was kind of weird because it would, it, it eventually turned into a 36-hour show which was all me, which was after a three-hour show. So I was effectively on the air for about 40 hours straight, sitting here in this chair. So you get the idea. 
But I remember there was one year, and I, I actually saved the information, text document for myself, where people had said that they admired me, that I was somebody that they considered a hero because I have kept doing and kept going and, you know, pulled off stuff like this where I've tried year after year to make something good out of something heart-wrenching and, and, and I thought about it. It just kind of popped into my head earlier this week. Because I keep, I keep telling people, you know, I'm, I'm nobody special, man. I'm, I'm just me. And, you know, there are some people who are just like, well, you know, the name Shujin Dribble actually has pull and weight and means something to some people. All right. All right. All right. You know, inflate my ego a little bit more. Why don't you? But it finally dawned on me. It's not that I am special. I, we've talked about it before, you know, I am not the special, uh, I am the first person narrator of my story, of my history, because, I mean, it's me, you know, I only see the world from out of my eyes, and that's, that's all that it is for me. Sadly, I don't have any background music, but you know what, that's okay. But when I say, I'm just me, I'm not... I'm not a superhero. I'm not super special. I'm just me. I finally have to come to terms with being able to tell people now that I finally got this realization in my head properly. I'm not a hero. I'm somebody who is just doing the right thing. Even if it's at great personal cost, emotional or, or mental. I intend to do the right thing. I think about it, and if it turns out that it's going to be something that's going to hurt me, you know, I can I can live with that to a certain degree. I can help people to a certain degree. I can point people in the right direction to a certain degree. But I'm not doing anything necessarily special. I'm doing something that anybody could do. And I would hope that it's something that everybody would do in my position. And it's hard to think about it. It's hard to explain it to some people. I want to do the right thing. I want to help as many people as I can. I want to reduce world suck. I want to make things better, even if it's just a little bit. We're all able to do that. If you just say, this time I'm going to do this. That's all it is being a hero. Nothing more. Episode 368 on the docket, Your Honor. Cowards. There's a news article that uh, that kicked me in the teeth, where yet again there is another 
tell-all book that's coming out that says, well, here's all the stuff that I learned from the inside, the inner workings of corrupt organization. And and which one it is doesn't really much matter. But if you look in the show notes, you'll see a link to the specific article that kicked the whole damn thing off. But what happened is it made me realize and made me pissed off enough to think, oh, isn't this nice? You're going ahead with a tell-all book. Isn't that wonderful? Why didn't you do the right thing at the time when you saw all this happening? You absolute corrupt coward. So we're going to kind of talk through exactly those kinds of ideas. Not any one specific organization or person, but this whole damn thing having happened. So keep that in mind. I did go look, uh, look up Rafe Badawi. Uh, any particular new news? There is no news that's changed, unfortunately, for his condition. So, as of the recording of sorry, as of the recording of tonight's show, it is now nine years, twenty three days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with him and his family. We're still waiting, and as a reminder, because I pointed it out last time, his sentence was for 10 years incarceration. So now we wait to find out if the government is going to pull some shady shit on him. Let's hope otherwise. So with that out of the way, let's deal with the fun part, and then we'll get into the real topic of the evening. So, folks, it is time for the Horrible Scopes. If you happen to know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, make it up as you go along. Copy off of somebody else's homework, because you've been doing that all your life anyway. It doesn't really much matter. And if you don't like what you got, you didn't bribe us enough. And seeing as how I didn't get anybody bribing us, you're all screwed. Kicking you off, Aries. This week, you will find something you lost and lose it again in short time later. This is going to be pretty much the status quo for the week, so don't get too upset. If it helps, go check the clothes dryer. It might be in there. Along with a black hole's density worth of left socks. Bridget, all yours. Taurus. Dolly Parton is your patron saint this week. You'll be able to handle all manner of risque comments and lurid glances with the grace and poise of a true southern belle. I'm so glad you got this one. Up until you stomp through their shoe with your high heel by accident. As an aside, practice walking in high heels again. Joey, all yours. Sorry, I still had the mute button on. <clears throat> Gemini, there is a subset of Geminids who will be helped by the stars this week, specifically those of you with a mid-1970s American car. Stop penciling the engine when it doesn't want to start. When you hear the explosion under the hood and find the air filter ring was blown up inside the housing, just remember that it could have been your face instead. It is a very, very select group of people that understand that. Tech, over to you. Cancer Moonchild. 
since you still haven't learned your lesson, we're sentencing you to watch three hours of Scooby-Doo knockoff cartoons a day. We'll start you off easy with the Galloping Ghost. Slip in the Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan and finish with Fred and Barty meet the thing. Yes, the ever-loving, blue-eyed, it's clobbering time thing. Yeah, that's 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 a real thing. That really is a thrill thing. Leo. Last week I told you that white is not your color. That was not a chance for you to try out colors like bone, eclu, ivory, or vanilla. If you're not clever enough to split hairs with the universe like that and get away with it. Oh, you are not clever enough to... Sorry. Expected delivery from skin... Inswear, Selinia, or Bridget Ware this week. It'll be a very small package. That's what she said. Uh, well, when the package arrives, uh, yes, yes, as a matter of fact, it would be. Just, it costs us. It, it, they charge a hell of a lot of money for a very, very small amount of material. Virgo, glad you scheduled that medical checkup. It'll get you out of the house and talking with Dr. Bryce about your problems. If he looks like your bartender, it's because he is. You can tell him anything and he'll keep your secrets. Again, there is a very select clientele that actually understands that reference. Libra, this might be a monumental step for you, Libra. You stayed with the fire extinguisher company before performing quality control for two weeks running. Since you're doing okay, we'll just leave you be for now. Oh, right. Just remember you need to pull the pin first, then squeeze. Joe, that mute button. Yes, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Scorpio. Oh, God damn it. There goes my brain again. Hank Scorpio. I, I don't know why, but I keep ending up with Scorpio, even when I've been gone for several months. <laughs> <clears throat> Scorpio. You've been in, you've been so in love with that firefighter's three inch hose, you've completely forgotten about the bull moose. Uh, <laughs> you've for- completely forgotten about bull moose Jackson's big 10 inch. Not to worry, Steven Tyler will straighten you out this week. Take any elevators you can. See what you did there, and I'm not proud of it. Tech? Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. No, no, sweetie, leave it alone. Sorry, my cat. (laughs) Next time we... uh, Sagittarius, next time we tell you to go to a drive-in movie, do not park in the back in front of the projector building with a camper van, climb up on top, and look directly into the projector light. You're lucky that cornea burns heal pretty quickly. Oh, speaking of which, Star Trek, the motion picture, is getting a 4K ultra-high-def restoration. Get ready to shave your head for the occasion. 
Oh, oh one second. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, Capricorn. Ah, reading my own sign. Pushing software to the breaking point is what being a computer engineer is all about. Pushing software to the breaking point is what being a mythbuster is Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. You are breaking up really bad. He pushed his computer to the breaking point. <laughs> Sorry. Is that better? One more time. Is there? Uh, no. As a matter of fact. You sound like you're filtering your voice through a 1980 synthesizer on stage with feedback. Something Yeah, it's it's entirely possible you've got uh, uh, the networking thing happening again. Okay. Um, can somebody ah. else take my place then? You're 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 actually good right now. Yep. Give it really? a go. Quick, hurry. Okay. Should I start again? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. Yep. Yeah. Um. Note to Dallin. Edit this out, please. Uh, Capricorn. Pushing software to the breaking point is what being a computer engineer is all about. Pushing hardware to the breaking point is what being a mythbuster is all about. Pushing an M14 Tomcat to the danger zone is what being Kenny Loggins is all about. You are not Kenny Loggins, and you're all right. I'm having entirely too much fun with some of these. Aquarius, with the summer here, you might want to rent a touring motorcycle to see the sights, but that's not a great idea. First, you need to have a proper driver's license for it. And second, to be compliant, you'll need to drive a trike instead. A motorcycle with a sidecar does not qualify in this case. Although, as an, as an aside, by the way, I did see a trike motorcycle, one in the front, two in the rear, which had a sidecar in between the two rear wheels. So that was the weirdest thing I've seen this year. Ew. Pisces. As you know, the concept of the horoscope is centuries old. Really, that's all this is, except that instead of sucking at future telling, I'm sucking life. I've just sucked one minute of your life away. I might one day go as high as Five, but I really don't know what I really don't know what that would do to you. So let's just start with what we have. What did this do to you? Tell me. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel? I feel very off and on again. No, I, I feel very sad that y you probably didn't get the reference on that one, and that's I just have to be all right with that. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you enjoyed them, I, I'm sorry. You really need to get out more often. I've and, never worked for so little. And Lord knows you got so much of it now. Of course, I if... Sorry, if, I stretched mine out more than a minute, so there. Yeah, that's a good point. But if you would like a nicer one, <laughs> if you'd like a nicer one, you can always bribe us. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to influence the stars a little bit and, and we'll see what goes with that. And of course, the previous weeks are posted all over the place online. So if you go looking for them, 
you know, have at it. So there you go. I'm really hoping that some people actually catch some of these references for a change. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm old enough to get the Kenny Loggins one. That's good. I got the Steven Tyler one. Yeah, I definitely got that one. There are a lot of people that are not going to get uh, the Dr. Bryce reference, but again... I got the Star Trek one, but it was... but. Uh, it didn't really make me laugh too much. Well, that's 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 because you don't probably because I watched the new Purge movie today, and there were a lot of people without hair in that movie doing very bad things. Well, well. how was the movie? Sorry, huh? How was how was the new Purge movie? Uh it didn't scare me in terms of like jump scares or horror movies. It scared me in its potential for real life prediction. I don't think uh, we would ever have a quote unquote sanction purged in this country, but I could see the actions of people who are swayed for one reason or another to take up arms and literally just start doing whatever it is the hell that they want. And, um, the movie took certain, uh, actions and responses seriously as, uh, what we would, could expect as terms of response from our own government in our country to something like that. Only they showed what would happen, what could happen if our military couldn't maintain control. And, um, all in all, it's a, a movie that puts you in, the the shoes of somebody else for a little while if you're paying attention and if you're trying to avoid politics and you do naturally follow the politics it's probably not a movie that's going to take your mind away from politics simple as that and compared to the other movies in the franchise is it worth seeing or not worth seeing I think everybody should see it. Okay. I think everybody should see it and pay attention to what was going on in there, the messages that were being stated, how they were uh, being, uh, how they were being expressed, body language, words, news reports, uh, interacts, uh, interactions with the uh, various uh, characters, and um, how the movie progressed. Um, it definitely helps to have seen. Uh, any of the Purge movies before that, to know what the hell's going on with the quote-unquote Purge. Um, I I would suggest at least just watching the first one. But, um, yeah, it's it's not a feel-good movie. Um, it could really... You know, I, I used to joke, oh, idiocracy. That's not a, uh, a, a, a dramatic comedy. That, that's future prediction of human stupidity. <laughs> well, looking at what we've done in the last four years, I think the, pur- the new Purge movie is closer. Hey, 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 now. Seeing the first couple, that's why I was asking. Considering that we had a run on our government. Yeah. I'd say that something like the purge even a low-key version of what happened in the movie could happen 
I'm trying to remember the full name if I can. Nick Burns, the company computer guy? No, no. Yeah, I was you're gonna, welcome. I was going to comment on President Dwayne Alizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> huh, yeah, even that guy was better than Trump. <clears throat> um, Gladys <laughs> from Portal would have been better than Trump. At least we could have had cake. That's true. At least she was honest. Yeah, Gladys could memorize more than just, you know, like five things like man, woman, TV, person. Camera. Camera. You know, that was was an intelligence test, right? Uh Holy shit. And I'm not even sure we're going to avoid four more years of that. I already hear people going, oh, they're so excited for him to run again. I got you. I, I apologize for, for laughing. I had um, uh, I, I had to check uh, Discord on my phone because if I try to do it on the computer, it's, it's going to screw everything up. Uh, I had somebody who uh, sent a message to me direct, and it made no sense to me whatsoever. And I literally watched the message be redacted and the person type, oops, sorry, wrong window. I love when stuff like, I love when stuff like that happens. Is that going to be a sequel to Hitchcock's movie? I don't, I don't know. Wrong window. Don't just an idea. I don't know. I, I, the only movie I'm looking forward to actually trying to locate for myself is High Anxiety. I have, to the best of my recollection, not seen a Hitchcock movie at all. So maybe one of these days I'll. I recommend watching The Birds. That's a classic. It is. It was good too. There are a number. <laughs> Joey will will remind you there are a number of movies that are classics that I have never watched. And Joey, by the way, one of those 2001, I found in a secondhand shop. I've ripped to hex, and one of these days I will actually have watched the damn movie. I mean, I don't mind watching the birds that much, but there's just so many times I can listen to turn, turn, turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am. That song does get annoying, you're not doesn't sorry, it? and you're not getting out of it that easy. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going I to. I hate s- that song. I am going to sick the Canadian murder chickens on you. Uh, Sujin, I can say this about 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yes, the movie was fantastic, but the books, the entire book series, that's where it is. You know. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got nothing. No, that's all I was going to say. I was just a... What was that, Frenchie? (laughs) I was just agreeing. Ah. Am I breaking up again? No, you're fine. He's just an idiot. Well, that and I have a hard time hearing for many reasons. What? Mainly because we haven't 3D printed a new skull for him. Yeah, we're working on that. Figure that one out. Reminds me of the joke. 
on the topic of Grandma. films, however. Very briefly. Uh, I was just going to say, I finally got around to watching the uh, the Avengers Infinity War and whatnot. Boy, did that pacing feel way the hell off. The comic books were better. I mean, it, it's a film, not a marathon. You don't have to run it that quick. Dude, I don't want to hear it. Do you know how long Ben-Hur is? Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I enjoyed Ben-Hur. They honestly should have really broken those things out more. I mean, they just don't make films like that anymore. Ben-Hur, Caligula, freaking uh, Around the World in 80 Days. I remember when Caligula first came out on DVD, the store I was working at took it off the shelves five minutes before opening and told us if we sold it, we'd all, any one of us who got caught selling it would be fired. Yeah, you don't, you don't see the five hour, six hour film anymore and intermission, forget about it. You fucking hold it till the film is over. And no, you can see, that's why you get the big gulp because you can reuse the cup. Oh, see, I'm not the only one who reuses the cup here. I mean, come on. And for those of you that's that, why movie theater is so bad. I mean, hey, if you have an aiming problem, just remember the straw can be used as a catheter. No. Just sanitize it first. Everybody's walking around with uh, uh, hand sanitizer nowadays. Just rub some of that on it. It'll be fine. Next, you're going to say, that's why you get the extra butter on the popcorn, right? No. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Let me you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, Tech, let me let me put this in, in terms that you would better understand. <laughs> no. No. So, to the topic. <laughs> God, it's nice to have everybody back again together. But my God, wrangling cats in a network center. Calling these people cowards is arguably the nicest thing that we can do about these people. We've had a number of situations where people have come out of whatever corrupt organization and suddenly, oh, look, there's a tell-all book about all the stuff that happened behind the scenes that you didn't know about that could have considerably uh, wrecked society as we know it. But it just didn't happen because, you know, we intentionally disregarded things or dragged our feet or made sure that we had extra roadblocks in the way and made sure that we hit every piece of red tape along the way so that we didn't have to do it. As opposed to um being a whistleblower and actually saying, yo, this guy... Let me show you the piece of paper that was sent my way that says we want to withdraw all American troops from all of Europe and Africa and everywhere and bring them home before inauguration in January. I'm sorry. Am I tipping my hand just a little bit on this one? Yes, this was a piece of paper that was sent out that was saying we want to pull all American troops out of like every freaking where and bring them home before inauguration day. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did we ever say the title of the book and who was the whistleblower? In this case, 
Um, I do have information in the show notes about that particular one, but I'm using that one as a springboard because I had posted this to the HCTV Discord for everybody to take a look at because that was what got the whole thing started. It's okay. But the individual, the specific book or person or event doesn't matter. What has mattered is this exact scenario has happened time and time and time again, whether if it's uh, corrupt in politics or behind the scenes at a news organization that has intentionally altered or left out critical pieces of information so that they get better numbers for viewers so they can charge more for advertising. We've got people who have been in other various organizations. Uh, let's let's go ahead, go north and talk about those damn schools up Canada way where there are hundreds of bodies on the grounds. And of course, who's got the paperwork that's got all the information that's necessary. And it's not been forthcoming. The Holy Roman See, who's known about pedophile priests for in some cases, centuries, perhaps, and nobody was the quote-unquote whistleblower to say, hey, this is somebody that needs to be taken care of, and actually stood up, and not a one. And all these people are just waiting for their, their book signing deal to come through so they can have all their money and, oh, whatever, I've got my money, so fuck off. You know, I give the Italian mafia credit back from the day. When they had a problem person within the family, they took care of business. They just took care of it. And, you know, you, you look at the government today, and it's just like a mob. Except they're not taking care of business. Not truthfully. No. No, they're not. And and you're right. For 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 all of the heinous things that the mafia did... Uh, in Brooklyn in particular, if, if there was somebody with one of the families, the neighborhood was taken care of. As in, people had jobs, people were watched out for, families were taken care of in hard times. Yes, they were a heinous organization overall, but when it came down to the old expression of, you know, family's family and you look out for family, yeah, they did. Believe it or not, they actually did. But they also punished family when family did wrong. It's true. And, you know, like, during the time when they found out that, uh, well, (laughs) they, they, they may have been a corrupt organization, but America first, in, uh, back when people were trying to support uh, communism and the and the uh, the Nazi movement. And they weren't having any of that because, as corrupt as they were, they knew exactly what that could lead to. Yeah, for everybody, yeah, there is that. Uh, and yes, Joseph did uh, fall off. We'll see what happens momentarily. Kind so, of work from that. It's really bad when you can compare your government to a mafia, and the mafia looks better. Yeah, there is that. Joseph, welcome back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just cut off. Sorry, no biggie. Well, are you on your mobile? Uh, yeah. No other option. It's okay. 
good. Bridget, uh, I saw what you posted over there. Uh, you might as well go ahead and bring that one forward because that's kind of part and parcel of the whole damn thing anyway. Yeah. Um, I hope I get her name right because I haven't Googled it. Um, it's the Secretary of Interior, uh, Deborah, is it Thailand or Holland or something like that? Yeah, the Native American person that's, you know, now the, in the Secretary of the Interior. She's calling for an investigation now for, you know, the same thing here as far as the indigenous schools that we had in the U.S. to see if there's any bodies buried there as well. And I, I really think that that needs to happen. Yeah. And before, you know, yeah. And before Stephanie, before you go typing it, I know full well, you're going to go ahead and say it. You're right. There's absolutely going to be found the same kind of thing over on the side of the border too. We know. Mm-hmm. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of actually having the drive to have those investigations happen. It's uh, just—I think we have a person in you know in there now who is motivated and oh, yeah. and will push for it, and I think it'll happen. Oh yeah. And uh, tech, real quick, you know, what did Dog Cow always say? All is known. Now, see, the reason why I bring that up is that there are times when information is simply not known because there is an ignorance about it. And by ignorance, I mean you just don't know about it. You don't know the possibility. You don't know that that's even a thing. You know, one of those unknown unknowns that you don't know about. But... As the expression goes, now that the genie is out of the bottle, now that things are known, everything will get known. It's just now a question of time. I miss Dog Cow. But I miss a lot of the group, but that's a whole other issue for later. So, these people, these absolute I don't even know what word goes for them that I can use that adequately adequately expresses my absolute disdain for people like this as human beings, if they even qualify that high at this point. The people who are just like, yeah, you know what? All this bad stuff was about to have happen and I could have done something about it, but you know what? I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll just wait for my book deal. I know I'm basically re- rehashing exactly the same thing that I said before because that's literally what keeps happening time and again. And I, 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 I literally cannot for the life of me understand how anybody could be that morally bankrupt that they would simply stand aside and just wait for moronic things to, to just happen around them. And just after the word, after the fact, just oopsie. I mean, for me, can you tell me the title of the book and and who wrote it? uh, Again, in this particular case, no, because the this particular book, it doesn't matter. It's that these types of books, these types of events, these exact scenarios keep happening over and over and over again. There have been several. There have been many. Almost every, uh, almost every. Uh, administration for every political area has had something like that happen, where people have just 
saw bad things happening and just said, eh, whatever, I'll just wait until I'm no longer in a position of authority to do anything. And I'm not going to tip the boat because why would I want to go ahead and do that and ruin whatever political clout I've got now? I mean, some have used excuses of, well, I kept quiet and stayed in the administration so I could mitigate damage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know, Deborah Burke's season, that is an excuse, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to think there just, there have been so many. And that, like I said, that's that's what kills me, because it, it's not any one particular book. It's not any one particular author. It's an entire genre of tell-all after the fact. Um, it's safe to blow the whistle once you're out and away from it, you know? Or to act like a whistleblower, you know, by getting a multi-million dollar book deal that tells all. Yep. You know? Joey, you are they are they doing it for money? Is it self-preservation? I mean, why? I don't know. Uh, but uh, Joey, I was going to say, I'm trying to remember if you would remember uh, the line better than I do because I can't remember it off the top of my head very specifically. The uh, the Captain America uh, tree speech because something tells me that some people need to have that one put back into their heads again. Uh, drawing a blank here right now. Be perfectly honest. Alrighty. The Captain America tree quote. There it is. Which. There it is. Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politicians or the mobs say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is wrong. It doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree next to the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. I really don't remember who it was that wrote that line, that, that, that quote. But if ever somebody were to say that comic books, graphic novels can't be inspiring, can't actually teach morals. It's just escapism. <laughs> no. No. You learn good from good. And if you don't believe it, I got a piece right there for you. Right goddamn there. And that's the thing. That's what absolutely, that's what kills me, that there seem to be fewer and fewer, seem to be fewer and fewer 
who are willing to do exactly that. And I really, really wish that wasn't the case. Let me tell you um, the one that hurts the most for exactly this reason. I grew up, reminding you, I was born in 69. I grew up through the 70s, through the 80s. My father was a cop. He was a beat cop for the longest time. I grew up knowing that the police were the blue knights. They were the ones out there to make sure that people stayed safe. That was their job. That's who they were. That's what they did. And now, look at what we're finding out. And I don't mean just now it's all just suddenly come out onto the scene. No, it's a matter of the, the, what did I call it? The Bigfoot effect. Now that there are cameras and video recordings everywhere, suddenly now Bigfoot is finally being seen. All of the abuses of power and authority are finally being documented properly so that all these times when people have said, well, this has been happening and it's wrong and yeah, it doesn't get poo-pooed anymore. It can't be. So all of the thin blue line guys who will protect at any cost somebody who's doing wrong blatantly especially and they don't call them out on it you got 12 good cops and one corrupt cop and nobody calls out the corrupt cop you have 13 corrupt cops it's the same way as with the whole, you have a Nazi come to dinner. It's exactly the same damn thing. But nobody wants to rock the boat. Now, will you be having the uh, ham or the uh, Poland? I mean, Polish sausage. Pol Polish sausage. Sorry. It's I didn't bring up the war. You started it when you when you invaded Poland. Sorry. Those of you that don't those of you that don't know Farty Towels, you need to you need to buy that DVD set. Farty Towers. Farty Owls. Whatever. Flowery Twats. People who don't get those jokes really need to watch the DVD set. I'm so sad it was only one uh, one series of that. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. Anyway. Uh, as Stephanie had said, Captain America has always been political. Any good science fiction is political. I get so... The movie was political. Which, yes. 
I get so, I get so entertained when I see people who are just like, what the hell happened to my Star Trek? It was never this political, it was never this woke, it was never this. You've never been watching the damn thing and actually listening and paying attention then. Yeah, Star, that, Tre- Star Trek was always political. I mean, to be fair. To be fair. Thank you. Hanging me out to try on this one. Thanks. <coughs> Watching. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't drink do that. And drink. Okay. I will. I don't have much left. Breathe. Take two. Mm-hmm. Watching Star Trek as a child. Of course, I didn't notice it. That I was a child. Mm-hmm. I was watching it just for the cool exploits and flashy colors because that's what children do. Mm-hmm. So people that remember things like that from childhood and then look back at it and, you know, get all gripey because, oh, I don't remember it being this political. You just didn't see it. And honestly, as somebody who has, who grew up watching Star Trek and over the course of many, many intervals of many years has rewatched practically every single series over and over again at different intervals in my life, breaking them down and catching on to all that subtle, sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle, uh, innuendo and, uh, intimization there. I, all I can do is tip my hat. Yep. Yep. They, uh, they, they, they got away with a lot and I'm very glad for it. And by the way, for, for the people who are thinking, well, you know, the stuff that was subtle and not so subtle yeah, for the folks that are thinking not so subtle, yeah, we're looking we're looking directly at you, Frank Gorshin. We're looking at you. The original Two Face. Yeah, I can get away with that. I'll do that. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's you know, science fiction is an opportunity for us to examine the human condition, who we are who we should be aspiring to be, who we are already and what direction we're going in. I mean, that's, that's why things like, um, idiocracy, it's, it's an extrapolation forward. Sadly, it turns out to be a little bit closer to reality than we would really like. And that's when it becomes cautionary tales. But we don't know that those are happening until after the fact. I mean, don't forget, next year should be soil and green. So keep that in mind. Oh, right. We're losing large swaths of area to um, farm food. Oh, yeah. Hmm. This could be a problem. I'm sorry. Too, too many references tonight? You know, guys, you can jump in any time over here. You're making me worry that, you know, my, my network connection is down or something. Just trying to figure out where to go with all of that. 
be fair. He's kind of led us in the middle of nowhere and uh, let us go. Alright, let's re- recap. Bad people do bad things. Bad people hide the bad things they're doing. Sometimes, not bad people, not necessarily good people, but not bad people, find out that things are going on and don't do anything about it. They don't say anything to anybody. They keep it to themselves. Maybe they feel it's none of their business because that's how they were raised. Don't put yourself in other people's business. Even though that the bad things might be hurting lots and lots and lots of people. You know, it may not be apparent to that non-bad person right off the bat. On the other hand, a person who just doesn't give a shit, again, not just ne- not necessarily a bad person, just somebody who doesn't want to be involved, they're tired of hearing things, they don't want to get in, you know, they're just, ignore it, it'll go away, move on, they've got other things to do with their life right now. They just pass it by, not realizing that they had the opportunity to say something or do something about it. And that potentially could have been a force of good. Force of good for who? Again, that's, you know, how do you weigh the scale? What side of that balance are you on? Okay. And that was actually kind of seen in, in the movie The Perch at one point when one of the two of the main protagonists were talking to each other. And, um, one of them had made the statement of, I just think we should, you know, basically, uh, without quoting, like should stay with like, you know, and the other guy pointed out and he goes, but we're together right now. To point mm-hmm. out that like and like, you know, keeping separate's fine, but right now we're together in this. Well, some of it is ethics, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't teach that much in college anymore. I don't think that's a requirement. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Nor is finance. Well, but, yeah, there were some, there, you know, there was a case where, you know, one of my friends on Facebook that I won't mention who it is had posed a question, you know, just, just, you know, a general question. If you knew someone or had friends or family, you know, et cetera, who were involved in the events of January 6th, would you or would you not feel obligated to report what you knew to, you know, the FBI? And it was so stunning to me to see the number of no responses, hundreds of them, in saying things like, you know, um, you know, snitches get stitches and things like that. Well, go ahead. I said, welcome to the clan mentality. Yeah, what I, what I was going to point out. Anything goes if it's good for ours. Yeah, there is that. What I was going to point out, though, Bridget, is that uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter the number of votes. What What's more interesting for me are the breakdown, the percentages, the division of who would versus who wouldn't. 
for all GOP supporters, by and large, that said that they would never. Um, you know, his his stuff is is global. He, you know, is a professional, you know, um, political pundit and things like that. So, you know, he has all flavors of people who who post on on his wall. But by and large, these were GOP people that were like, absolutely not. No, they wouldn't turn anybody in. And no, they'd probably, you know, have, you know, they were sad that they missed the opportunity to join in and blah, blah, blah. Um, and take a bullet to the neck. Yeah. And there were very few of us that said, you know, that yes, we felt like we had a moral obligation if we knew something to share that information. Because what happened when six was serious shit, especially for the people who actually committed violence and they were looking for the people who had actually done violence. And, you know, I had so many people dogpile on me for that. And I'm like, well, I would. And if my own daughter had participated in something like that, and if she had assaulted a, a police officer and, you know, possibly killed him or whatever, and she was present, I would even feel obligated to turn her in, even though it's my own child. Because I feel like that's the moral thing to do. I would feel bad about having to do that. I would hope that my child would not be involved in something like that. But if I knew something, then yes, I would say something. Yeah, just yeah. like if if she were you know uh, a, a serial killer or something like that, if I knew something, I would be obligated to say something. Yeah, I remember when the billboards and the and the posters and the stickers went up all over the place. If you see something, say something. Here's a here's a toll free tip line to call in because when when the hell did that start happening after uh, after nine eleven? If I remember right, where the paranoia just went off the scale. There are too many people that are not willing to say anything at all. And then you have you know, things happen in the street to people and people will just look away and not call the police and not get involved and just let it happen. Or worse yet, the people that get literally scooped up by the police like it was some kind of a mob hit where somebody was being grabbed off the street by plain clothes and, you know, and, and no – no Miranda just grabbed well. Yeah. But I'm talking like, you know, some woman in the street being beaten and raped and people just close their blinds and turn away and just don't say anything at all. That's horrible. No, I used to get Punisher comics and, uh, anybody who read, read any of the comics knows that there's always a, a future line of comics. So-and-so 2199, 2099, 23 whatever it was, you know, Punisher meets uh, Archie. Doctor yeah, I know. In the 24th and a half century. Well, anyway, the, the point is, is that, um, in one of the future versions of the Punisher, he ends up having to fight, uh, a new developing villain. <clears throat> and the villain calls himself public enemy. So he'll go and help, like, uh, in one of the comics, he helped the girl who was getting, uh, violently accosted by a punk who was going to do very bad and deadly things to her. And the whole uh, public was just kind of standing around watching, you know, that public crowd mentality. And the guy jumps out, takes care of the badass. 
you know, just, yeah, you, you can guess. It's a grisly comic to begin with. Anyway, and then points out that y'all are sheep. You could have stopped this guy. You could have done it. You're the problem with society. And then starts attacking them. And all I'm going in my head is... He's not wrong. He's wrong to attack him. But he's not wrong that they are part of the problem. That there was literally a mob of 50 to 100 people standing around telling each other, oh, don't get involved. You know, you don't want to get hurt. One guy harming one woman. And that mob could have tore that guy to pieces. He might have cut a few people, possibly killed somebody. But that mob would have torn him to pieces in the process, which would have given the next potential asshole Something to think about. Oh, God, if I go out there in public and try to do this, uh, they're going to tear me to shreds. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And right now we're seeing a little bit of, in uh, with regards to catalytic converters getting stolen. Um, there was a story where there was a guy who pulled over his truck over the side of the road, fell asleep in it, got woken up in the middle of the night by his truck shaking. Some thief pulled up to him, put a jack under the truck, started cutting the catalytic converter out. What did he do? He leaned out of the truck, took his gun, went bang, bang. The guy started trying to crawl away, and he uh, finished him execution style. Then to uh, put the icing on the cake, dragged the corpse back to his truck, tied it to the hitch, and dragged the corpse out to the middle of the field. Passing uh, truck driver saw it, called it in. They actually caught the guy who killed the thief. Because because later on, when the police were there at the field, the guy drove past the field in the same truck. And the truck driver who had saw you know, a, a, a truck driving through the field dragging a corpse um, was able to identify the truck as, hey, that's the truck I saw driving through the field. <laughs> and the guy admitted to the crime. I mean... Had he shot him once and the guy wandered on, you know, crawled away and let him crawl away and all that might have been able to make a case of self-defense might have been able to make a case of self-defense. I woke up. I was scared for my life, you know, whatever, but he executed him. Now, when I was in the forums over this, reading over this, there were enough people saying, yeah, the first shot, Okay, same as me. You know, it, it could have potentially be written off as self-defense, potentially speaking. Um, but the second was unnecessary. However, the vast majority of responses were, good, it's about effing time. And these were from people who had their catalytic converters stolen once or twice or sometimes three times. Um, these, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, the rash of catalytic converter thefts in the Prius community is, 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 has always been high, but it's hitting the trucking community, people with their trucks. It's hitting people with uh, high off the ground, elevated uh, vehicles because while they're not as valuable as the ones coming out of the Priuses, they're still valuable. And, 
you know, uh, there was an analysis done of where this problem is coming from. And the problem is coming from the recycling centers. They're accepting catalytic converters that have no history that look like they could have been chopped off a vehicle without question. They're recycling uh, uh, catalytic converter, converter recycling centers as well as um, places where you can bring in your catalytic converter for recycling, taking these things. And so it's not just one person that's the problem. There are groups who are in the know. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bridge is right. Uh, she was saying, uh, she said in chat that there are people stealing the catalytic converters off a cop car. Yeah. And what's worse is because catalytic converter theft is typically not a violent crime, they're not putting them in jail for long term because they want to keep COVID cases in jail down. So I know this seems like a roundabout thing, but it's, it's not. All crimes, all, uh, things that are, 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 that we consider bad by our society standards are occurring because of not just one person. It's occurring because of a lot of things. It's occurring because education. You have a lack of education. People make poor decisions. Uh, lack of good jobs. This is not, oh my god, the immigrants are stealing our jobs. The immigrants are fucking picking up our lettuce and potatoes. Okay? And that's not a high-paying job. If you think it is, go do it yourself and find out how much of a paying job it is. I think you'll change your tune. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the, the forgive me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see where the, for lack of a better way of putting, where where the end game is for where you're leading down the to. The end game is is that the society itself has to look at what it's accepting, and why it's accepting it. You have a lot of as as Joseph would put it, people who are very very comfortable right now. They've got their Game Boys. They've got their, or sorry, they've got their Nintendo Switches. They've got their uh, uh, game consoles. They've got their cell phones. They've got their instant gratification in one format or another, especially in our country. And then, so it's easy for that group to look away because nothing's really jeopardizing their comfort. You have the politicians. They're not going to jail for their crimes. Not really. Not the kind of jail that some guy down at the end of your street who, you know, steals, uh, attempts to steal from a bank is going to go to. The politicians, it's, it's like a club for them. They get to go to basically club med. They get bailout packages and financial incentives to rival Fortune 500 uh, company executives. Oh, I don't make that much money. Really? Let's see what stocks you have. Let's see what companies are, are making investments in you. How much did you get from such and such? Uh, what do they call those group, uh, people? A group will hire a person, give them a ton of money, and then they'll go tell the politician, oh, I represent, you know, 15,000 people, and they want you to do, vote this way on whatever bill it is. Lobbyists. Yeah. How much money are they getting from the lobbyists? You know, so the politicians don't have fear of the people. And they should. A government should always fear its people because the government is supposed to be listening to the people and doing what the people say it should be doing. So the, but the people also have to be implicated. Yeah. Everyone yeah. held hey, accountable. The comfort, <clears throat> the, the comfort zone. Well, accountability, holding somebody accountable, um, 
requires a bit of um, activism. Yeah. This comfort zone that you're talking about, uh, part of that is uh, basically letting everybody else do the work. Because people who are comfortable, you know, they've got what they want. They said, okay, I've followed the rules dictated by these other people, and, well, it worked out for me. So um, who am I to, to question them or anything? Because if I question them, they're gonna, I'm going to be putting my own comfort in jeopardy. It's a bit more complex than that. There's so little disincentive for people to stay quiet. I guess that's a roundabout way of saying somebody that doesn't do anything when they arguably should have or could have, there's nothing that there, there's no punishment for people who don't have the better, uh, the better nature. Uh, you, you didn't, you didn't stop to help somebody who was being, uh, as, as was said, you know, you, you didn't stop to help somebody who was being, uh, robbed in the street. There's nothing to, there's nothing to punish somebody for inaction. We, okay. That's a, that's a bad example. That's that's a really bad example for where I'm trying to go with the whole damn thing. People who are responsible for actions happening and do not act to stop them. There's no incentive. There's no disincentive. There's no punishment if they don't do. You know, perfect example. I should, I, I, I do affirm that I shall, to the best of my ability, perform the duties of the office president of the United States of America. Uh, I, I've, I've got the, I've got the quote incorrect and I, and I know it, but we basically understand the whole, I promise I'm going to do my damnedest to do the job correctly and to the best of my ability for the betterment of as many people as possible. And it was not done blatantly. And there's no disincentive from anyone doing that again anyway. Or at least not yet. Standards have, you know, I spent years inside court. Not like years like a judge or or a lawyer, but... Fighting a custody battle. And there's something called precedent. Mm-hmm. And when precedent is set, it sets a standard for um, a response or an action or even a lack of response. There was a severe lack of response and a precedent was set. We will continue to see more problems until somebody breaks precedent and sets the next one of we won't tolerate this anymore. And we're really under- oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I've never really understood precedent because isn't that an isn't that a logical fallacy in itself? 
it is a stupid thing that is used to get court, court, in my opinion, court cases over quickly. Because, oh, well, they did this in the past, and it was acceptable then, so it's acceptable now. It's like, really? So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, it, times change, Tumas. We no longer swill sherry and screw goats for fun. Thank you, Draws. God, well, the fallacy is uh, the argument to antiquity, or? No. No, it's not. The idea of using precedent in law, at least as I've understood it, and reminding you, I'm a layperson. I ain't smart enough to be a lawyer. I may be crafty enough, but I'm, I'm not smart enough to be a lawyer. The idea is that if similar situations occur to something that has happened previously and the the particulars match up very closely with how a law has been worked through before then it should follow that how things worked previously if they're reflected in a later time should should follow the same uh follow the same outcome generally speaking I'm saying that there's some vagarity here because there are always pieces that are going to be different. There's always different interpretations at times, depending as to how was a law written? How was it amended subsequently? Has the wording actually meant something different over the course of 200 years? But the it's a guideline to start from. The same way that you would tell a kid, you see that red burner up there on the stove? That means it's hot. Don't touch it. Well, sure. Yeah, but at the same time, we now have new stoves where you can touch the burner, whether it's on or off, and that's immaterial because it won't conduct uh, heat energy to your hand. It will only conduct it to specialized pots. But... And eventually, we'll go that way. Probably, I don't know if we'll see it in my lifetime where it's the mass consumer has that. But the thing is, is that things change. Right. Okay. And while precedent is okay for looking at, oh, here's a guidance. Here's what was done in the past. Here were the circumstances behind it and all that. All too often we see judges just go, oh, well, you know, they did that, so we'll just do that too. Rather than actually taking the time, our courts are overloaded. Our courts are overworked. They are underpowered. They're undermanned, understaffed heavily in this country. So are our police forces and our, some would say our military. Um, our schools are definitely overworked and understaffed. But the problem is, is that people would rather get more out of their paycheck than get more education for theirs and other people's kids. People would worry more about, oh, well, you know, that guy over there doesn't work as hard as me. He shouldn't get as much uh, health insurance as I get. Well, maybe if that guy had as much health insurance as you had, maybe he'd work a little bit harder because maybe he can't work as hard as you because he needs the health insurance that he can't get. 
Did you ever think of that one? Yeah. And, oh, that guy got hurt on the job. He shouldn't collect unemployment. He's fine. Oh, I got hurt on the job. I've been playing in unemployment. I deserve mine. I see, I hear these arguments all the time. I do, and it's very disturbing. And the worst part is, is that I hear people going, eh, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to hear the drama. I don't want to get involved in the politics. It's like, screw you. Human beings are all drama all the time. Life is a drama. And as far as politics go, politics is in everything. Politics is in every rule, every regulation, and everything that we have that involves licenses if, uh, or have politics as well. There's politics in, in involving what foods are safe to eat. Politics in where the water is safe to drink. Hell, there's politics involved in whether or not you can collect rainwater. Water falling from the sky has politics, people. That is, we know full well, that one has been... Uh, there are reasons for it, yes. That still has politics. Yeah, but that one's been that one's been done to death for uh, for different reasons, and it's it's got a no, no. I, I wasn't going to go diving into it. I was just saying that every part of our life can have some kind of politics related to it. And when I hear people go, "Oh, I don't pay attention to politics. I don't uh, watch any drama. I don't do any of that because I, I can't stand it." It's like, well, what you're doing is you're literally saying, "I see, hear, and know nothing." Yeah. Which means that somebody can push you off the cliff and you'll never know it. Well, after you hit the bottom. After well, I mean, at that point you wouldn't know it. I mean, five, six seconds. Some people seconds are lucky is, enough to wake up before they hit the bottom. Um well, fortunately that doesn't last very long. I mean, six seconds and you know, generally speaking, that's okay. Uh Stephanie? Yeah. Stephanie's pointed out. By the time US citizens have finished paying for everything. EU citizens get covered by the government. Taxation would be cheaper for them. Healthcare being the prime example. Don't we know it? You can push no, me we off don't. Cliff. Or, I'm go just gonna, oh, sorry. Go, Joe. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to make a joke. Um, we'll make the joke first. I was just going to say, you can push me off that cliff, but it's not until I look down that it's going to affect me. <laughs> okay, Wild E. Coyote, super genius. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at that point, once you hit the bottom, your name will be Mud. Exactly. Hello, my name is Mud. <laughs> that was a good episode. Um, the We don't know that healthcare would be less expensive if we just got it universally through taxation. And the reason we don't know this is because people don't take... Uh, a lot of financial courses, economic courses, uh, or any of those other courses dude. that would actually explain this stuff. Dude, we're not going down this one. The the no, the no. point the point was simply being made that dollar for dollar, dollars to donuts, things work better over there because they've actually made it work over there, and we specifically haven't. That's the entirety of it. We're not going to go down that angle with the tw- twenty minutes that we've got. We're not going to go anywhere near that one. I wasn't going a deep dive into it. We're, we're, I was just, I was tying it into the whole thing about um, people sticking their head in the sand. 
there are people that if you try to talk to them about healthcare, uh, universal healthcare, they'll stick their head in the sand. They don't want to hear it. You try to it's because they have they have what they want. No, it's worse. It's no, it's it's worse. Okay, wait a minute. They have what they want, which is their head in the sand. Hold on, hold on, because there is a there is a very large divide between the quote unquote old guard who have been in the driver's seat for the last 30 years, 40 years in politics. And those who should have been filling in the 20 year gap, the 15 year gap, the 40 year gap, to push these people to no longer be old guard and get the new blood in have been squeezed out and have not been given the information on this is how government operates. You are going to be the ones to inherit this in two sessions. It's time to time, time to start learning how to do this stuff because you're coming in soon. Get ready. That has not been done. The average age of people in Congress in my country is very close to the upper life expectancy in this country. Yep. It is fabulously close to the what's what's the technical term for the life expectancy? Geriatrics. No, the whatever. Anyway, the the, the point of it is where are where has the responsibility been taught to the people who should have been my age in their in their early 50s to have already taken over and had their opportunity the ones who are in their 40s who should be looking into it goddamned uh john f kennedy was how old when he took office? Young. He was, he was barely, and I, I say barely with, with scare quotes along with it, barely legal to take the presidency. Reminding you that in this country, in order to be president, you need to be a native born American citizen. And a minimum of 35 years of age. If memory serves, those are the only two requirements. Which is the only reason I didn't run last time. Barack Obama and Bill Clinton were both young. Yeah. When, you know, when, when they took over. And I think Pete Buttigieg is probably like one of the youngest people that we've had run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember if he was 36 or 37 at the time, but yes, you know, one of the youngest people that I remember actually making a legitimate run. Yeah. And who else do we have that's in politics that's really ringing up the masses? Ms. Cortez. Yeah. She's uh, young and she is fired up. We have her septuagenarians. Mm hmm. They can vote. 
and they could just as easily keel over dead any moment. And why some of them didn't after they got the shit scared out of them in January, I don't mm-hmm. get. Yeah. I mean, isn't Pelosi like 82 now? Something like that. She needs to have gone. And uh, Barbara Boxner. No, Diane Feinstein. That's who I'm thinking of. She's like 84 or something. And showing signs of senility, she needed to have been gone a long time ago, but she's planning on running again. She's like 84, 86, something like that. She's up there. But like I said, these old guard who are going to die in their offices from old age, where have they been pushing to teach to instill the concept of social responsibility. Where has that been? They haven't been. And this is kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent, but it is sort of related to all of this in a way, is climate change. And the fact that Donald Trump was offering to buy Greenland there's a reason he wanted to buy Greenland. Besides the fact that it's he, he's an idiot? No, I mean, seriously, legitimately. No, seriously, wanted, legitimately, he is an idiot. He is an idiot, but he wanted to purchase Greenland because the ice sheets are melting there, and it's a lucrative opportunity. Oh, that's going to be great. Let's just move him over there, there and let him inhale all those multi multi-century bacteria that are coming back to life now well, let's see what I mean, it happens yeah, the to bacteria his lungs coming back to life you know is a problem and yeah it's probably going to kill people but there are people now that are scrambling to make bank while they can because with all of the ice loss there's also exposure of these rare earth metals and oil sources and gasoline sources. And so you've got all these people who know better that are like, yay, melting Arctic. Let's go plunder and loot some more stuff and make some more cash before we kill everybody else off. Let's just get that, that one asteroid that's out there. That's worth uh, what? 70,000 times the entire capital of the world. Let's just capture that thing and be done with it. But I mean, I mean, seriously, there are several countries <laughs> who are interested now and you know, have a vested interest in what's going on in the Arctic because they see it as a an opportunity to make some more cash. And it's not just the U.S. Yeah, there is that. I'm sorry. I'm 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 laughing because I'm thinking to myself, man, if we were to ever get a hold of that uh, that asteroid out there and mine the the metals out of it, NASA would yeah. never have to worry about being funded again. That's true. But it just, it makes me sick that people are willing to destroy the environment and kill off, you know, what's left in the oceans just to get a little bit more money. Well, a lot more money. It's greed. And they know better. They know better. Joseph? Yeah, I'm just saying, once again, it's people just thinking about their own comfort bubble. And people like that don't even seem to think to their their children. I, I don't know what the hell it is um, that creates that. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. You know, I got, a, I got into an argument with somebody because um, a friend of mine had posted a picture of um, Bob Marley, I think is who it was, that uh, had basically said, you know, how much better would it be if we were all, you know, just hanging back, doing yoga, appreciating life and, and everybody around us and, and you know, how much better life would be if, you know, all this stuff just wasn't a, a thing. And I got into an argument with somebody who is older than me, looks to be about 20 years older than me, who is very much of the, well, no civilization can ever successfully live like that. And I pointed out, uh, I, I do believe the uh, the first nations of the Americas pretty well lived through that and had a, a successful, thriving civilization up until, you know, some guys came over here with toxic uh, religion and um, long-distance ballistic artillery and uh, biological weaponry and kind of wiped them out that way. And she's just like, well, well yeah. see, that's what happens. If you aren't, if you don't have a, a properly strong military, you're going to get killed by somebody else that's going to come along. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Let's be clear. If these people had not been military invaders, there would still be a thriving, a thriving, surviving number of nations here on this continent. So, do you need a military? If people were actually being, I don't know, human to each other, no, you don't really need a massive, let's go kill rah rah everything, military, or mentality for it. Can I put that in a simpler, please, in simpler terms, is that you know behind every army is conformism, basically. And again, I'm going to say again, survive by mutation. But um, talk about that another time. But I've dug another level deeper. But who would any of us here now? Would you join an army no. to invade another country? You, you, you had me at join an army. No, categorically. Yeah, I could not. I would join an army if somebody was, um, if it was in defense of this country, for example. If it was in defense of another invading army. But just uh, basically, what I want to say is that would you join an army? to invade another country, to take somebody else's shit. No. And like, never. So, like, how, how, how would that even come about, that this would be possible? Because, I mean, there, there's something underlying the, um, the um, you know, the invading army part of what you're talking about. Because the Native Americans, well, they were basically... For for the uh, for the crown, they were basically a nuisance. That's all. And um, but the Native Americans, um, they were still in 
hunter-gatherer mode, more or less. And, um, yeah, what I want to say is that, is that um, you know, you've got uh, a bunch of people living quite well for themselves um, in direct relation with their environment, and they're being wiped out by another people who are hell-bent on conformism or just uh, having whatever their neighbor has or whatever is good for themselves. In other words, greed. Not clear. Well, yeah. Um, because in hunter-gatherer tribes, there were wars between the the um, the, the tribes, but it was always over um, uh, local resources and things like that, like competing for local resources. And it's funny these wars. There were there weren't so many dead in these wars. But anyways, yeah, I'm going off on like about five tangents. But <clears throat> yeah, basically what I'm what I'm saying is that uh, I just want you to see the dynamic of what's going on here. Is that you've got one invading army. What's the goal of this invading army? Like, what's going through their heads? What do they want? That ends up being a really interesting question after a little while. Uh, Stephanie had pointed out, by the way, uh, there were a lot of Native Americans who were farmers before invasion. Yeah. Yeah, there were, there were farming communities. The, the thing that I have always admired was that be, because I learned, uh, I learned a good portion of this because I had learned a little bit of leather working and leather craft. When you, when you went out on a hunt and you got an animal, no piece of that animal was wasted. Every last bit and piece was used, which meant that you didn't have piles of stuff left over as garbage. It just didn't exist. You used every last damn piece. And the beautiful part for me about that was that meant that you didn't just go out to hunt because you just wanted to go out and hunt. You went out to hunt because, okay, we're getting low on supplies. We need to just top what we've got now because this is what we need now. You know, it, it wasn't for vanity's sake. But, you know. The hell do I know? We're getting very, very close to the top of the hour, so we gotta, uh, we gotta see about uh, wrapping stuff up around over here. Uh, let me kind of go around the, uh, the horn a little bit here. Um, Joseph, since you were, since you were the last one, uh, talking just a couple of moments ago, uh, what last item do you want to drop in here before we, uh, before we go ahead and get out? Um, yeah, I'm good. I just wish I could have said that a little more coherently, but, uh, there's a bigger thing going on. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bridget, how about your way? Anything uh, in particular for you uh, to clear out with? Just wish that people in general would do the right thing, but that doesn't seem to be what people want to do. And, you know, it's, it's like Tech had said earlier, 
you know, people are not being taught ethics in school anymore or philosophy or anything really humanities related. So this is going to continue to be a, a problem. It's going to get worse. Yeah, that that could be a thing. Uh, Texans, you were mentioned. You know, might as well kick it uh, kick it over your side if you want to respond or, or anything that you wanted to clear out with. No, I just I don't know, man. I just there's so many things that need to be addressed. So many things that we could start with small and work our way up towards fixing. And nobody wants to do it. And the, it, well, except for some few. But the few that want to are not getting any support because the ones who are in power and want to maintain the power know that if those people get support, they're going to get caught. They're going to be held accountable. They're going to get thrown out on their butts. And no matter how much I talk and listen and have an exchange of ideas with other people, I hear, oh, my vote doesn't matter, or, oh, I don't want to get involved, or, uh, you know, all the things we've already discussed. And it's really disheartening. And, uh, like I said at the beginning, uh, I recommend everybody go watch the new Purge movie. You're going to pick a side whether you like it or not. You're going to be on one of them. And there's more than two sides. That's the thing. You have to watch the movie and pay attention to see them all. Fair enough. I hope we just don't get that far along. Because we've already seen what an attack in this country looks like from our own people. Going from that to literally burning down entire cities is not that far apart. Joe, any any last for you? <sighs> I honestly, with as little attention as I have given to the world here lately, I'm not sure how what I could say. But, uh, no, I got nothing. Right. Okay. It's okay. Yo, you, you've been gone for a while, man. You gotta, gotta pace yourself back into this whole thing, man. It's okay, too. Don't worry about it. All right. Let me leave everybody with this. We want people to be doing the right thing because that's what fair play is predicated on. We teach kids early, play fair, play nice. And there are consequences when you don't. There should not be a difference between an eight-year-old being told, play fair, play nice, and an 18-year-old or a 38-year-old, or an 88-year-old. 
it should always be the same damned thing. And when it isn't, that is a breakdown in society. The only way that that is going to be adjusted is a long-term reintroduction of exactly that very simple rule. Play fair. Am I saying that there's nothing that's going to happen for uh, society now? Nope. Just that it's going to be really, really tough slog to correct for it. But as with any good science fiction, like we said earlier, there's always hope. And if there's one thing that we know, comic books, like I said earlier, can teach some really good ideas. And who are comic books typically aimed at? But the ones who are willing to learn. So with that, we got to get on out of here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being with us, everybody. We hope that you had yourself a good time listening to us. Got something to think about for uh, the week ahead. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives tonight. So, guys, as always, thank you. Joseph, you take care of yourself. Glad you're able to make it. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, yeah. Any opportunity for getting some some time away again, or or how how you doing? Well, it's been pushed yet again until August. Oh so, God! Sooner, you know, I was listening to one of the older episodes, and you were talking about how you know, uh, you know, vacation time was was screwed up, and kind of getting together with people at the office again. Nobody really wants to see each other, so you know, damn it! I want you to at least have an opportunity to get the hell out once in a while, you know? Damn. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, my colleagues are back, but uh, I'm going to be taking time off from the 14th. Probably, and uh, yeah, we'll see. It, it depending, I'll know on I'll know Monday. I have to take five days off, and then probably about three weeks uh, stretching from the end of July, and then into August. And the August, I'll finally be head, heading back to Burden. Probably. <laughs> well, hope you have yourself a good time when you do. Yeah. Well, well thank you. Sir. No worries, Tech. Good to have you back. You take care of yourself, and uh, seriously, seriously, you take care of yourself. We'll do. That's it. No, nothing, nothing like you know. Thanks for having me back. I'm really worried you're going to go ahead and give away my chair. Nothing, really. Oh, dude, what would you do without me? <laughs> have you? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you think for for a moment that if you said, "Hey, Tech, please don't come back on the show," that you know I, I would uh, take offense? It's your show. You, you see You've this? invited me. You can just as easily uninvite me. See this thing? See this? I'm gonna take this corkscrew. I'm gonna take this corkscrew. I'm gonna just get right into that. Trust. There's a there's another movie item. Some people are actually not gonna know that one, and I'm gonna feel really, really old. Nobody puts me on a hook, Johnny. 
My mother put me on a hook once before, Johnny. Come on, finish the line. <laughs> finish the goddamn line. Finish her. You don't know what the rest of the line is, do you? You either don't know. With, uh, I thought it ended with him. Uh, uh, it ends with once. Oh, no, no, wait. It wasn't his mother. It was his father. Doesn't his father oh hung me on a hook once, and then he says it again once. Okay. It wasn't his mother. I, I'm cool. sorry. It, it's been. It's don't say that and not go into the song. I haven't seen the movie Johnny Dangerously since before my son was born. That was the oh, last man. time I watched it. it. Was a couple years before he was born, so I have to watch it again. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, because I loved it. No, no, because then you're gonna want to watch Oscar, and I'm not gonna put you through that one again. Thank you, Tech. Have a good night. Sleep well. <laughs> you can show us your pussy next time, Joey. I'm glad you were able to make it back. Thank you. You take care of yourself. Do it again. I know. Oh, he's wearing that dumb Power Rangers mask. Stop it. Stop it. Without it on. Stop it. Stop it. Enjoy it. Bridget? I love to hear Joey sing. No, you don't. You like to watch me grimace. That's what it comes down to. Thank you for being able to make it, Bridget. You know, you and your threats of tornadoes out there this week. Yeah. It's rolling in again just in time. <laughs> Perfect. You too, huh? <laughs> I, I hear the, the rumbles. Yeah. Joy. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Glad you're able to make it. Go ahead, wind up, and the pitch... Uh, I mean, as usual, fuck my cunts, but I do kind of feel sorry for the dude that he can't go to CPAC and places like that now because he gets booed, which is funny. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Bill Barr, what the hell? I'm sorry. I, I would just like to grab his uv uvula. That's, that's what it is, right? How long do I have to stretch my arm to get through all of the elementary? You know what? I don't, I don't, I don't, he might enjoy it. It's funny that he still has aspirations of running in 2024, but everybody hates him. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm glad you were able to make it. Um, uh, to, to paraphrase, keep smiling. There's a, there's a, old thing. Anyway, you take care of yourself. Yeah, I will. Okay. Stephanie, always thank you. Appreciate it. You you have yourself a good morning and uh, I hope that your uh, I hope that your week uh, ahead is worthwhile. Uh, of course, as always, on behalf of Dallin, you know, thank you guys very much for being with us. If you'd like to be in contact with us or get the audio version of the show, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. The voicemail number, if you need it, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. As an aside, next week is my, uh, is my wedding anniversary. I know I'm 
technically not married anymore, but I still wear my ring. So, you know, it, it still holds on me. So I don't know what kind of condition I'm going to be in, but I can tell you this much. I will not be drinking beer next week. I will be drinking my wine because it's been a very long time since I've last done that. No, I am not going to drink an entire bottle. I learned my lesson when I downed two of them. That's my limit. Actually, that's a little bit past my limit. Be there as it may. We'll see you guys next week, right back here again. And in the meantime, like I said, please stay safe. Get vaccinated. Don't drink and boat because it is, you know, it is a summertime. Please be safe. And with the various holidays going on, really, truly, please be safe out there. We want to see you back again. So, as always, until next time we get together, everyone, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. 16 years on, I am still in love with you. Ah, Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And of course, until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.